In this episode of Josh Reads Other People's Published Poetry, I'm going to read Poems of the Buddhas of Old by Jack Kerouac, from a collection of poems, poems of all sizes. Poems of the Buddhas of Old by Jean-Louis. One. The boys were sitting in a grove of trees, listening to Buddy explaining the keys. Boys, I say the keys, because there's lots of keys, but only one door, one hive for the bees. So listen to me, and I'll try to tell all, as I heard it long ago in the Pure Land Hall. Life is like a dream. You only think it's real, because you're born a sucker for that kind of deal. But if the truth was known, you ain't here no how, and neither am I nor that cow and sow you see across the field, one standing silently, the other rutting ragefully, in essence so quietly. For you, good boys, with wine-soaked teeth that can't understand those words on a heath, I'll make it simpler, like a bottle of wine, and a good wood fire under the stars divine. Now listen to me, when you have learned the Dharma of the Buddhas of old and yearned, to sit down with the truth under a lonesome tree in Yuma, Arizona, or anywhere you might be. Don't thank me for telling what was told me. This is the wheel I'm turning. This is the reason I be. Mind is the maker for no reason at all. Of all this creation, create a fall. 2. Who played this cruel joke on bloke after bloke, packing like a rat across a desert flat? Asked Montana Slim, gesturing to him, the buddy of the men in this lion's den. Was it God got mad like the Indian cad who was only a giver crooked like the river? Gave you a garden, let the fruit harden. Then comes the flood and the loss of your blood? Pray tell us, good buddy, and don't make it muddy. Who played this trick on Harry and Dick? And why is so mean the eternal scene? Just what's the point of this whole joint? 3. Replied the good buddy, so now the bird's asleep, and that airplane gone. Let's all listen deep. Everybody's silent, including me, to catch the roar of eternity. That's ringing in our ears never-endingly. You hear it, Tom, Dick, and Harry Lee. You hear it, Slim, from old Montan. You hear it, Big Daddy and Raggedy Dan. You know what I mean when I say eternity? You heard it in your crib. Shh. Infinity. Four. I've spoke Big Daddy from Baltimore, an enormous negro forevermore. You mean that shushin' and that fussin' and slushin' in my ears for all these years? When I was so high, just a little guy, I thought it was me in the whisperin' sea. I asked my ma'am about the jam. She didn't say nothing. She sewed the button. It was quiet and late. At the afternoon grate, her face showed no sign of that whisperin' line. But as we sat waitin', instead of a baitin', the noise got to roar like an open door that opened my head like it was dead and the only thing alive was that boom and jive. And we looked at each other, child and mother, like waking from a dream in a spirit stream. Five. Well spoken, Big Daddy, cried the buddy real glad. This proves that you know you'll never be sad. For that was the sound that we all hear now. And I want you to know it's no sound, no how. By the absence of sound, clear and pure, the silence now heard in heaven for sure. What's heaven? By nirvana mean I? This self-same no-sound, silent sigh, eternal and empty of sounds and things, 
and all thieving rivers complaining brings. For if we can sit here in this river-bottomed sand and come to see and understand that we've got in us ability to hear holy emptiness beyond the ear and block our ears and hear inside and no taint here nor there, the tide, but everywhere, inside, outside, all throughout mine's dream. Slim, what are you griping about? Imaginary rivers and gardens too, a movie in the mind of me and you. The point of this whole joint is stop, sit, and the anoint with teachings such as these and more to find the key out this dark corridor, the effulgent door, the mysterious knob, the bright room gained, is the only job. The boys was pleased and rested up for more, and Jack cooked mush in honour of the door. Thank you. And on to the commentary for Poems of the Buddhas of Old. Um, it is by Kerouac. Uh, Jean-Louis is his... This is but name was given when he was by his mum when he was born. He's changed to Jack later because it's more American, I guess, than Jean Louis. Uh, I, I I chose this poem for this particular podcast episode was because it's one of the few times where Kerouac actually writes something with like recognizable stanzas and a recognizable rhyme scheme. Um, this is four-line stanzas with an A-B rhyming scheme that he sustains throughout the entire poem. And it, most of the places it doesn't sound forced, especially because he's talking about, you know, he's having this conversation with three or four people about truth and understanding and what life, and, you know, the meaning of life and all those sorts of things you talk about when you're on the road travelling and have nothing better to talk about, I guess. And Montana Slim rocks up in this, and he appears on the road, and I'm pretty sure he shows up somewhere else as well, in one of Kerouac's other books, maybe. And, um, I mean, I'm not quite sure why he calls it Buddhas of Old, unless he's being ironic, because a bunch of his friends sitting around talking. Or he could just be meditating and dreaming, or he could be high and having this conversation in his head. I guess it's up to the reader um, to decide where this poem's taking place. But it is kind of, it's actually well laid out, which is surprising because I just don't really associate Kerouac with putting that kind of effort into sort of conventional poetry. Um, and the imagery in this is good as well. I mean, that's kind of like the way that the whole poem bounces and moves along. and It's not indicative of most of Kerouac's poetry, which is, again, why it's nice to read aloud. It's like, oh, Kerouac actually did do some really nice stuff in his poetry collections. But I think, as I said this last time I read him, his collection Poems All Sizes is actually a really good collection of his poetry. It's probably, if you're interested in reading his poetry, that's probably the best collection to get um, because it probably is the best sample of his work outside obviously the sort of prose poetry of his novels 
And that that's it for me for this episode. Uh, thank you very much for taking the time to listen to this podcast. I really appreciate it. Thank you very much.